Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Welcome back to episode 115 of Two Drunk Brothers in a Podcast, presented by the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. And uh, we got a basketball fighting episode for you this week. We're going to talk all things first weekend of the 2021, 2021 March Madness Tournament, talk about Sweet 16, the lines that are coming out for those Sweet 16 games, and we're going to talk about UFC 260. But first things first, let's kick it off with some business. We haven't plugged any merch or anything like that in a while, but baseball season is right around the corner. So go grab some of our team STL merch in the store links in bio. Also blue coolers. Summer's coming up. Cyrus Miller, you told us this past weekend, you're going to buy one. So now's, now's the time. I, I know you're listening and then uh, go get that Kong beer bong for summertime. So all the links for that shit is in our bio. Go check all that stuff out, but let's kick it off. Talk about March madness. The first tournament in um, first tournament games in what feels like almost two years because it basically was. Would have been two. Yeah, I mean, obviously our last episode wasn't incredibly accurate, but I mean, I don't think that, a lot of people's brackets were very accurate. I was gonna say that's gonna be nobody. Uh, let's talk about first off, like the upsets that that we did obviously not see happening. Uh, Oral Roberts beating Ohio State in the first round that was a big one, and Abilene Christian beating Texas was another huge one. I feel like those were like the only two that were like, wow. Yeah. And, out of the water. And then uh, ones that we did call weren't a lot of them. We, the only one we really called was Rutgers over Clemson and I believe Ohio over Virginia. We called those two. Which uh, Rutgers over Clemson wasn't even an upset because Rutgers was the favorite in that game. Uh, but seating wise, there was an upset. So, but with that being said, take a guess on how many total upsets there were between round one and round two. 11. 14. I did not count eight. I did not, I did not count nine over eights. Everything else I counted. I counted tens over sevens. Um, but still, 14. If you remember from our last episode, I said there was an average of like 12.7 in a tournament for the entire thing. We've already had 14 in the first two rounds. I would not be surprised if we saw some more along the way. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely think we're going to see some. Uh, I don't know how many there's going to be, but I think we'll see maybe a couple. So the record for a tournament, remember, was 19. I believe it was back in 2016. There was 19 upsets the entire tournament. We're just five away from that with four rounds left. Yeah, so. I, I saw some things earlier, throw a little stat, some stats out. Uh, the average seed, like the – Average seed of the teams remaining is like 5.8 or 5.9. thought that was a little wild. And I think this is the second time where there have been five teams that are ranked, uh, that are seeded seven or higher uh, that have made it to the Sweet 16. Five teams, which is pretty crazy. The five teams obviously are uh, Oregon State, Loyola Chicago, Oral Roberts, Syracuse, UCLA, Oregon. And that's it. That's, that's five. It. Yeah. So, And there are teams from 10. I, I think I read this right. 10 different conferences. So let's see. You got Oregon State, Pac-12, Loyal Chicago is, I believe, Missouri Valley. Yeah, Missouri Valley. Moval, Villanova is the Big East. Baylor is the Big 12. Oral Roberts is whatever fucking conference they're from. Arkansas SEC, Syracuse ACC, Houston um, AAC, right? They're in the American Athletic Conference, correct? Yeah. Creighton's Big East, Gonzaga is West Coast, or whatever the fuck it is, WAC, West Coast Conference. ACC, Florida State, Big Ten, Michigan, 
what the only Big Ten team left is Michigan, um, UCLA, Pac-12, Alabama, SEC, and then two Pac-12 teams in Oregon, UC, which kind of leads me to the next point. I w- could not have predicted that the Pac-12 would have played as well as they had in this entire tournament. I mean, it's just been – it's insane. Yeah, I mean, I, I – I could see Oregon winning that game. Uh, I, I I thought they were a pretty good team. So it wasn't that shocking to me that they beat Iowa. The team that we're going to talk about, and I guess we'll kick things off with first, is uh, Oregon State, a team who, when we talked about the, talked about the first round, I said they shouldn't even be in this tournament, and I'm, st- I'm still sticking with that. I know they did what they did to get here, and they're obviously in the Sweet 16, but this is a team who I am just going to dead honest, sticking to my rights, they're not good. They won. turned the ball over a lot. They turned the ball over 15 times against Tennessee, 20 times against Oklahoma State. Um, so they're not good. And think about it, they turned the ball over that many times versus those two teams. They're now playing the best ranked defense in the NCAA. Yeah. And Loyola Chicago. They're gonna get steamrolled, I think. And that is one of the spreads. I don't like a lot, but that is one of them I do like. See, dude, I I, that's that's the one game I'll probably stay away from. If you like had gun to my head, I'm I'm gonna say Oregon State plus. I'd buy it to seven, just because I think it's gonna be close, like a close. It's gonna be a fun game. I think I think this will be a fun game to watch, and that's another I game think, I probably won't bet on. I think Oregon State finally gets exposed for the shitty team that they are. Like they're not good. They were eleven and eleven heading into almost like the mid February. Yeah, like, they're not a good team. And Loyola just beat Illinois by 12, by 13 points. I think that they beat Oregon state by 15. It, it, it could be a possibility. Like I said, that's out of all the lines I looked at, that was the one I didn't like hardly at all, but I, I rolled with it. I rolled Oregon state just because of the way they've been playing. I doubt them this whole, this whole way. Um, before we dive too much into lines though, let's look at like what we have left in this week. We have 16 teams left. You look at the four quadrants, um, there's a couple of teams that I immediately stick out in my mind who I'm like, okay, I think they have a pretty easy path to get there. Um, Gonzaga. Of, it's Gonzaga. Although I do think USC and or Oregon, whoever wins that game is going to be a tough out. They're going to oh, I definitely think, yeah, those two teams are very, playing very well. I think USC is playing some of the best basketball they have all year. Right well, USC, is, USC is a team that people were super high on. They were ranked there for a while. People were like they were playing great basketball early on and just kind of faded and now they're getting hot again. So but and they just Archibald, beat the shit out of both Drake and Kansas. Yeah. I mean Drake, understandable, Kansas was was not expected by any stretch of the measure. Um I do uh, you look at the bracket, I think Gonzaga, I think out of all out of any team, any any of the one seeds left, I think Michigan has it the toughest. Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, even though I have not been high on Florida State for a while now, so I hate just, that matchup. They're so tall. Like that's my thing with Florida. They're tall, and that's yeah. and that somebody needs Michigan with that big goofy ass white seven footer. They need a tall team to kind of contest them. I think Ellis LSU should have beat Michigan. They went four minutes with without you know hardly any. They they in the second half they had a four minute stretch where they scored one point when they were up by ten. So if they wouldn't have done that, they would have won that game easily. So you want to talk about a team? I know backtrack a little bit. Talk about a team that's tall, and that's USC. I don't know if you've seen how tall they are. The Mobley brothers are six foot ten and seven foot tall. Their shooting guard six foot eight. Their or their small forward six foot eight. Their shooting guard six foot seven. I think of like the they they like circulate like nine to 10 people in like that regularly play. And I think two of those guys are below six foot seven. Yeah. So what's the future on USC right now to go to the final four? There are, let's see if there's any out there. I'm on Bavada right now. You can still bet on these things. Can't you? Or can you not bet on futures anymore? Oh, they're loading. Why can't I do this? Cause I think that's going to be, Cause I was watching, I'm watching the Oregon Iowa game. Like there's nobody that could really defend like the mid range or, or post game. And that's where Oregon does well. They, they get down low and they make those mid range jumpers. I think that's going to be a little bit tougher against a team that has four guys that are over six foot seven. Yeah. So if you want some value right now, you can get USC at plus plus five twenty five to win the West region. 
Um, Oregon so to go to the final four. So to go to the final four. So Gonzaga is the favorite at minus three twenty-five. Um, you want some other value here? I like Arkansas and out of the South region at plus two ten. Um, out of the Midwest, a team that I, this is crazy how close these odds are. The Midwest, Houston's a favorite at plus one fifteen, and Loyola is second at plus one sixty. I honestly think Loyola can go back to the final four. I think they can. I definitely think it's going to be Loyola and Houston. Uh, I'm another one of those guys. Like I keep on doubting Syracuse and doubting Syracuse, but they got to stop eventually. Buddy Beheim's playing out of his ass right now, and it's pissing me off. They they are. He is playing out of his absolute skull right now, um, and they're just they're, they're they're red hot team that I didn't think would even be in the scenario, but. No, we are. So we think, we think Gonzaga has the easiest path. Although USC does present a challenge. I think the, the, to me, another team that I'm just like, you know, I, I look at the, I look at that South region with Baylor and Arkansas in there. I don't think Villanova. Yeah, I think Baylor's Baylor's path is easy. It's kind of, it's kind of like Gonzaga, you know, I think Arkansas standing in the way there. Arkansas should have lost to Texas tech or yeah. Should at least went to overtime, but they beat the breaks off Colgate. Um, we'll see there. I mean, Baylor's also playing some very, very good basketball right now. But like Arkansas or Baylor could could play Oral Roberts. Like that, the the teams that they could like Arkansas is a little difficult. But I think Villanova they they've won two good games. They've been playing good, but I think Baylor takes care of business versus Villanova. And I mean, Villanova also played a Winthrop team that totally did not show up to play. They didn't shoot the ball very well because we were really, really high on Winthrop. And they played North Texas. Who, yeah, they got gifted a North Texas matchup. Yeah, use all so, their magic against Purdue in that first-round matchup. So so I think, yeah, the Baylor and Gonzaga have fairly easy roads to the Final Four, I believe, for all right, given what's left. So let's talk about a region where you can, you can make an argument for any four of those teams. So make the final four, and I'm 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 sitting there looking looking at the Midwest: Houston, Loyola, Syracuse, and Oregon State. I would. That is the only Denver. reason that that is the only region where I can be like, yep, off ah uh, the East as well: Michigan, Alabama, Florida State, and UCLA. See, like both those, I could see three teams. Like I honestly don't see UCLA winning two more games, and I cannot absolutely cannot see Oregon State winning two more games. Yeah, but then you look at the other two. For me, it, for me, it for me, it honestly have to be the West. Like Creighton's playing damn good basketball right now. Yeah, they they looked bad there uh, in the Big East final, but I feel like a lot of people rode them hard after that, and they're playing really good. Like those four teams: USC, Oregon, Creighton, and Gonzaga, could win two more games. Creighton, I, I would see that. Uh, that's a that's a. Uh, team where I would take out of that scenario. They're plus sixteen hundred to win the West Region. Right oh, I'm now. not saying, but they're going because to. they played. If Ohio, like I watched Ohio miss so many in my middle school. My middle school basketball coach used to say this. He called them fucking pee pee shots because you were so close you could fucking piss in the back basket. And I watched Ohio against Creighton miss so many fucking pee pee shots that they had a bunch of tall guards that would drive the lane try to shoot these floaters like they're fucking Steve Nash and they clang off the back of the rim. I'm like, what, what, what are we doing here guys? Come on. Yeah. So. I'm, I'm definitely, I'm not saying Creighton's going to beat Gonzaga, but if they do, they have a, a fairly easier matchup in the, in the next round. So we definitely think that, um, I mean, it, it's, it, it is, it's going to be tough all around the tournament. I would say the East, I would say the East. Yeah. The East is the toughest. Uh, the, like those four teams have the, have the toughest road. Like all of them could make the final four. And the, the, the odds kind of show that you got Michigan is the favorite to win the East at plus plus one fifty right now. Alabama is the second favorite at plus plus one seventy five. Florida state's plus three thirty three. Um, uh, yeah. 333. And then UCLA is plus six fifty. Honestly, you know, I, I think the winner of that Michigan Florida state game is, is going to go to the final four. That's I think that, so too. I that's mean, my opinion. All it takes is, a game for Alabama to have like they did against Iona. Yep. They struggled and you have that against Florida state or Michigan. You're not going to win. I agree. So those are, that's our thoughts on the tournament thus far. It's been a crazy, the first round was, was, was fun. Second round games were, weren't as, weren't as exciting. Hopefully Saturday and Sunday's matchups, which it's weird. I thought they were going to start again on Friday, but I, I guess not. That's weird. I don't know what they're doing here. Um, yeah. So real quick run through it. Uh, let's give, each other 
our final four. So out of the West, I'm picking Gonzaga. I'm going to go USC. I like that. I'm going to have Gonzaga versus USC and just have Gonzaga taking it. Uh, Out of the East, I am going to have, I don't know, I'd like to hear yours first. I'm going to take Florida State, man. I think they're tall. I, I, I'm not. I'm not sold on Michigan. Like they should have lost that game against LSU. I think Florida State has the length if they can figure out the offense over the next five days. I think they can do it because I do think the winner of that game goes to the Final Four. Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over eighty casino style games to choose from. You too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a whirl. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. I'm going to take UCLA. Ooh. Yeah. They were able to figure out Abilene Christian's defense, who averaged 21 turnovers a game, and completely didn't even let that be a factor in the game that they played and beat them by 20. So I'm going to go UCLA. I think they figured out and beat Bama, and I think that next matchup's easy. I like that stat alert. Good stat for you guys. Um, Five of the last ten tournaments – have had a seed of eight or higher make the final four. So that would be the one there. So UCLA at 11 Midwest. I'm going to, I'm going to stick with Loyola. I, I'm not, I'm not I'll, sold on Houston. I want to pick Loyola, but I am going to say Houston. Uh, no, because that Syracuse matchup scares me. I, I think Loyola has easy road. I'm going to go Loyola as well. Yeah. Loyola coming out of the Midwest. The South, as much as I want to lean Arkansas, I don't see a world where we don't get at least one one seed in the Final Four. I don't have the stats in front of me the last time that didn't happen. I'm going to lean Baylor there just because they're playing so good yeah. right now. I am as well. So we both got Baylor, both like Loyola. Uh, and then we got Florida State and UCLA and USC and Gonzaga. So I think it's, the tournament's going to continue to be wild. Uh, this has just been unreal so far. It like, has. It's been fun, but it's been horrible to bet on. It has. A lot of people are getting beat the fuck up. Um, yeah, we we, we we didn't do bad all weekend. Yesterday was bad for us. Yesterday was Monday night was bad. Um, I've done bad pretty much the entire time just because, like, just stupid, stupid, heavy favorite money line parlays that I get myself into. They get just screwed over looking at you, Texas. Act just horrible. horrible horns down horns down forever baby so um that's our thoughts on the tournament thus far let's dive into sweet 16 it starts on saturday um it's gonna be nice nice weather down here um in the boot heel uh this weekend so maybe some more boozing on the weekend watching some basketball um, but the first game starts on saturday at 1 40 central time it is number 12 oregon state versus Loyola chicago we kind of talked about this so let's let's get past it travis likes loyola minus six and a half i'm actually leaning oregon I'd buy the hook to plus seven. I don't love it. Travis loves Loyola. So take that with what you will. Um, We kind of talked about that game. The next game on Saturday is now with that being said, I like Oregon State to cover. I don't like them to win. Um, It's 415 on Saturday. It's number five Villanova versus number one Baylor. Um, Villanova is the dog at plus six and a half. I love Baylor here. Yeah. I mean, kind of like you said, uh, Villanova has had pretty much a cakewalk up to this point. Winthrop, while they had only one loss on the season, they just didn't come out to play and beat them by 10. But then they got gifted with North Texas. Like Villanova hasn't played anyone of Baylor's stature, really, honestly, all season long, outside of if you want to call a Creighton contest to Baylor. No. So I'm going, I like Baylor. So obviously to win, and I will still take them minus six and a half as well. So, yeah, so what, what I like here is that Baylor started fast and furious in both of their games. 
They led at halftime over Hartford. Again, Hartford is not not the competition that Villanova is, but they led at half over Hartford by 16 and led at half over Wisconsin by 13, who I think is probably a better team than, than Villanova. And they held on to win both those games by double digits. That's my big reasoning here. And Villanova's banged up. Yes, they've kind of can't come to play, but Travis is like they played a twelve and a thirteen seed. They haven't played Baylor yet, so actually, if you if you want to know, this is what I what could be beneficial for you, right? If you if you aren't comfortable taking both of the spreads, uh, money line parlay of Loyola and Baylor is minus one eighteen. So, not bad if you if you don't like either of the spreads. You just said those 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 money line favorites are, have but those aren't. I'm talking heavy favorites. That's what killed me. Like heavy, like doing five heavy favorites that is like minus one eighteen rather than just those two. Because we're getting in the Sweet Sixteen, so it's like not going to be as heavy. And if we both like Baylor, because I don't see Baylor beat losing to Villanova, and I really don't see Loyola losing to Oregon State, so that's honestly a lock for me. Yeah. I agree. I, I like that a lot. So um, next game, the spread can get a little tricky here. Um, it's 625 on Saturday. It's number 15, Oral Roberts versus number three, Arkansas. Arkansas is 11 point favorites. Um, and I, I'm honestly going to lean Arkansas here. I know Oral Roberts. I, yeah, there's, I am the same. I think a lot of people are going to be leaning Oral Roberts. The Oral Roberts train right now is full head of steam. And I think it comes crashing down hard. It, it does because guys, the only the only other 15 seed to make it to the Sweet 16 was Florida Gulf Coast Dunk City back in 2013. I was a junior in college, um, and they lost. They went on to lose their Sweet 16 game by 12 points. So I know that's a very thin margin. We're talking about 11. Hey, but here. a point's a point. A point's a point. And I think Arkansas, yes, while they did have a very very close game against a very good Texas Tech team, let's not. Yeah, I was going to say the Texas Tech is way different than Oral Roberts. I'm sorry, they beat the brakes off Colgate by 15. Uh, by how many points? They beat 17. They beat Colgate by 17, and everyone was clamoring that Colgate was this amazing team. I think Oral Roberts has used all the magic they have to get here. Congrats to them, by the way. It's amazing what what they've done. Only the second 15 seed ever to make the Sweet 16. I said they. Uh, they finally got verified on Twitter today. Did they really? Uh, yeah, they did. Nice. So congrats to them. I think that was their win of the week. And then Arkansas is going to clobber them this weekend. I think so too. Which leads us into the last game on Saturday. It's 8.55. These late games are killer. Um, you got number 11 Syracuse versus number two Houston. Um, I believe the spread is three, if, if I'm not correct. Um, Six. Oh, well, I'm not doing either or. I'm doing the over of 139 and a half. If I had to do anything here, I want like I want Houston to win. So I'm going to I would bet on Syracuse plus 6 though. Yeah. I don't I don't I hate think that that's either. a very safe line. Tease them. Tease Syracuse to 10 and the in the over to 130 135 and a half. Yeah, I mean, honestly, tease all the picks that we just put out because I'm not very comfortable. I would not ever touch Houston minus six ten foot pole. No. So the reason why the reason why to the over is Q's has scored seventy five and seventy eight points in both their tournament games. So obviously they're they're doing their portion. Yeah, Houston had a little bit of a dud against Rutgers, but they averaged just under seventy eight points per game all year long. I think I can see this being a back and forth track meet. And to be honest with you, 139 and a half isn't a, that high for a college game. It's going to be very high scoring or a dud. Like it's, yeah, honestly, like it's going to be a like this 78, 75 or fucking 62 to 60. Like this over will hit with, will either hit with five minutes left or it will fall 30 points short. Like there's, there's yeah. no in between there. So that that's what I'm, I, I like the over Travis like Syracuse. I like both those picks tease them there. Um, I feel like you're kind of going back to our, we used to do football lines here, kind of, kind of running through all these. It, it uh, makes you miss football season. So that's all the games on Saturday. We're on to Sunday, March 28th. Um, to be fair, you like Houston to win that game though, correct? Or do you, do you think Syracuse? It's not that I like Houston. I would never bet on Houston win that game. I wouldn't throw them in anything. I want Houston win that game because I hate Syracuse and I hate the Bayheim family. Just because like they've been nothing but horrible to me betting down the stretch and they just, I just want to punch them all. They look, they have very punchable faces. I mean, they're a bunch of rich kids. So to Jim Beheim is a murderer. 
He did kill somebody. Wasn't that <laughs> wasn't that a wasn't a DUI? Like wasn't he drunk driving? No, he wasn't drunk. He just hit a dude. It might even be worse to take his license away. Obviously, that old fuck shouldn't be driving. Yeah, but it was like he like didn't he like feel like yeah. It was dark. Like, I think the the guy had either his car broke down or he wrecked, and I want to say the guy was like chilling on the side of the road or something, but he got hit and died. Yikes. Not Very a- weird situation. And the fact that he's kind of off scot free and still coaching D one basketballs beyond me, but either way. Yeah. So that's going to lead us into sun. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> Leonard little for the Rams back in the day had a DUI. I mean, DUI accident killed somebody. He still played. Ray Lewis is a murderer. He still played. People get away with it. Um, that's just the what what money can buy. So Sunday's games though. Sunday starts at one ten. Um, you got Creighton number five. Creighton versus Gonzaga. Gonzaga is thirteen and a half point favorites. Call me crazy, but I like I like Gonzaga in this one. I and I hate to be so favorite heavy because it took three on Saturday and starting off with thirteen half point favorite, but I think. It comes down to one, Gonzaga can just score at will. Two, I think it's going to come down to just like the quality of, not necessarily quality of people, because Gonzaga doesn't really play anyone, but they are Gonzaga and Creighton doesn't play anyone throughout the season. Yeah. I, I mean, you, you, you had three favorites on Saturday. I had two favorites and an over on Saturday. So we're not like super favorite heavy. I mean, there's not a lot, of, there's eight games. I mean, you know, there's not a lot to choose from here. So um, I think they've been cruising. Creighton, Creighton probably shouldn't be here. I stated that earlier. Um, actually, I didn't. They should have lost, lost to UCS, USCB. They should have lost Santa Barbara, and then if Ohio could have bought a shot and not made not miss those fucking peepees, then you know we're talking about a Creighton team that's probably not here right now. Um, which leads us in, into the next game on set on Sunday. It's a four o'clock start. It is uh, number four, Florida State versus number one, Michigan. Florida State's the three-point dogs. And I hate I, everything about this game. I got a double bet here. I'm going to go yeah, – and that, and that me too. Like, I'm not sold on Michigan. I'm just going to say fuck it and throw everything out there. I'm going to go Florida State plus three and Florida State money line. I think Michigan should have lost to LSU. Um, I talked about that scoring drought that LSU had, and I've already talked about how Florida State has that length, I think, to compete with Michigan. Yeah, I mean, I if I were to take a side, which I, I'm sure I probably will end up betting on this game, I would take Florida State just because I can't take Michigan right now. I'm missing Isaiah Livers still, and they just haven't really looked that good down the stretch. But saying that, I guarantee you I will end up taking Florida State and Michigan wins. But I if, I, if I were to take a pick, I would, I would take Florida State. Yeah, I hope not. Another reason why I want Florida State to win is because my wife has Florida State in the in our bracket pool, and pretty much everyone, like Travis knows, it's pretty much everyone in our bracket pool is wiped out. It's down to like three or four people. You know and what? Talking about bracket pool, I'm very aggravated with myself because my fiance filled out a bracket, and I asked her if she wanted to enter in the pool, and she said no. It'd be a waste of ten dollars. I said, yeah, I agree because your bracket looks stupid. Would she be winning? It would right now be winning our bracket pool with the most possible points remaining and has Baylor winning. So I am very angry at myself. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. My wife's in, in, which technically in third, but the guy in first right now has Illinois winning it. So he's probably not going to win, but she had, she did have Loyola beating Illinois as did your wife. So there were, those would have been the only two that hit that game. And like I said, most possible points yeah. remaining in the bracket pool. She's in like the 89th percentile on ESPN. Better than any bracket I filled out. It was fucking stupid. Jesus. Yeah, Carl. I know Carly's in technically third right now, but she's second really. But I know Sean, who's the other guy she's, she's competing with, has Michigan, has Michigan winning this game. So And she has Florida State. So it, 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 that's another boost why I'd want Florida State to win. Um, All right. Any Hoosers next, next, game. next game, 615, number 11, UCLA versus number two, Alabama. UCLA is, is the six point dog, and that's who I like. I like the Bruins a lot in this game. Yeah, I'm going to bet them just because I had them coming out of this edge uh, or this edge, motherfucker. This little quadrant in the East, uh, honestly, no particular reason other than the fact that 
their coach and their team must be doing something right watching film if they were able to beat Abilene Christian like they did. No teams beat them by that much this season, I don't think. Uh, held them to 47 points. Got all Johnny Juzang and Jaime Jaquez Jr. on their teams. Those are mouthfuls. Uh, they can just – they're good at getting to the basket and they're good at scoring. So, yeah. I like UCLA plus six, and hopefully they win because I would like to see Alabama lose. Yeah. Um, well, by the way, UCLA's head coach is Mick Cronin, the old Cincinnati head coach. I knew he was – I knew it was somebody who came from like a mid-major school that that upgraded. Bama has just started both – has started slow in both their tournament games, and I don't think they have the opportunity to afford to do that against UCLA. You can't do that against a team that shot 48% and 46% from the field in both their two tourney games so far. I think UCLA is going to come out hot. It's going to be a lot – what I think is what I think is going to happen. It's going to be a lot like that USC-Kansas game where USC came out just on fire. Kansas came out slow. Bama is going to be the Kansas. UCLA is going to be the USC. And they may, they may not win, but I think they for sure cover, cover the six points here. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Yeah, and I mean, we've said it. Uh, Alabama's got to have an off. I mean, they had an off day versus Iona, uh, but when you're a team that relies on the three ball as much, I feel like that never works out. A, a team that has to just shoot threes to win is never going to win at all. Like, you got to win like six games in a row where you're just on fire, and that's not going to happen in the tournament. Yeah, so both like UCLA plus six there. So that's two underdogs in a row that we like. Uh, made down a little bit of money line on them. The last game of Sweet 16 is Sunday night at 8.45. And those Sunday, those Sunday night games are killers to try to stay up and watch. Um, number seven, Oregon versus number six, USC. USC's two and a half point favorites. I really, really like USC in this one. I, I picked them to come out of that out of that little quadrant there. They've been just killing teams, and I don't see I don't see them stopping now. Yeah, I really like USC, especially the fact that I just told you they are just so tall. Um, they have the, the brotherly duo and the uh, Mobley brothers who are their pretty much their center and their power forward, uh, 6'10 and 7' tall, like massive dudes who I don't think are going to allow Oregon to get down low and score those buckets that they did against Iowa. Because, I mean, against Iowa, you're going up against Luca Garza, and that's the only big guy they had on the court. Yeah. No, and Oregon also was like just shooting the fucking – lights out it was stupid it was so stupid that game so how much they were making so i yeah usc minus two and a half is awesome i love that um yeah i mean that's pretty much it i just like that i think that them and loyola are my favorite bets of the sweet 16 yeah uh, i'm not in love with loyola but i'll let you ride that I'm trying to look when the Elite Eight is. The Elite, the Elite Eight's going to be on Monday and Tuesday, man, and they're going to be they're both going to be primetime games. The the Monday Monday it's going to be at seven or six and eight forty five, and the same thing on Tuesday night. So interesting. Um, and then they'll have four days off. They'll have one, well three days Wednesday, Thursday, Friday off, and then the then the final four will be Saturday, April third, at Championship Monday. At four and seven thirty, and then championship Monday at eight o'clock. So okay, it's okay. a little different. I thought they were going to go back to the Friday through Monday model for this weekend, but I kind of like they did Saturday through 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 Tuesday because you can the working man can watch those Monday and Tuesday Elite Eight games and not miss any work. Yeah, it does suck because we don't have any anybody to bet on during the day because I kind of miss I missed that today and yesterday. 
Yeah. But uh, it is what it is. I did fill out a second chance bracket on ESPN. I thought I had like the grasp on it. I thought I had it down. And then I filled it out and I hated it. So. I didn't know you could do that. I'm going to have to do that. So, but anyway, that's our thoughts on March Madness thus far. Sweet 16 bets. Take a little break. On the other side of this break, we'll hit UFC 260, which was pumped about this card, but we lost a title fight. We'll talk about that after the break. And uh, we'll, we'll be back in a few seconds. All right. So another fight night. Not necessarily. It's not a fight night. It's a UFC card, but it's fight night. Uh, we got UFC 260. Stipe Miocic versus Francis Ngannou. Dose. The second fight of this. I'm sure we'll see a trilogy event happen. Because uh, you can't just have two fights unless somebody wins both. But Stipe Miocic and Francis Ngannou, this is this Saturday. Obviously, probably around midnight is when you'll see this fight come on. But Stipe, who won the fight the first time around, is a basically even to plus 110 underdog. And Ngannou is a minus 125 favorite in this fight. Uh I really don't know how I see this one playing out because I'm not sure if I was able to watch the first one. No, so the first one happened a long time ago. It was a five-round dog fight. I think Stipe won. Yeah, let's look it up. But anyway, also, you forgot to mention, this is for the heavyweight title of the world. But Oh, obviously. I think that goes without saying. People should know that. So Stipe Ngannou won. Was that UFC 220? And it was what year? It was January of 2018, and Stipe fucking whooped his ass 50 44 across all three cards. Well, you got to think. I mean, I want to say, I don't know, I guess not. I was gonna say this was before Nganu was thought to be like this, like demolition man but i mean it wasn't that long ago so no it was that was literally his last as and gone had two losses in a row he lost to stipe and to Derek lewis by decision back to back and then went on this four fight rampage where he's but here's my thing he has fought an average of 40 and a half seconds in his last four fights this dude has not made it past one minute 11 seconds in a fight since that decision lost to Derek lewis that's why I'm so high on Stipe. I think Stipe's got the cardio. He's got the smarts. Francis and Gunner just coming out there like a fucking wild. Like even that fight against Rosenstruck, like he he was just throwing blind punches. Yeah, like like and and, and he landed them obviously, but like that's not that's not going to get you anywhere against a seasoned fighter like Stipe. No, not at all. And honestly, in my opinion, I think Stipe is probably going to go down as the best UFC heavyweight of all time. Yeah, I can see that. Um, it really is going to be weird how this fight plays out, though, because I'm running through the first time they fought a couple of years ago, or three years ago, actually. Stipe outstruck him 200 to 33, which is insane. 70 yeah. significant to 21. But this is where it gets me. Zero control time. For Stipe? Yeah, nobody had control time. He he was, well, I don't know if that, no, that doesn't seem right because he was 6 to 14 on takedowns. So that ESPN must have some fucked up stats here. That was before the merger, so they probably, they probably didn't. Uh, yeah. That's a good, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, so they didn't track control time. So never mind, that does make sense. 6 to 14 takedowns because I was going to say coming into this Stipe, you know, he, he's decent on the ground. He averages 1.92 takedowns uh, per round. So, like, or not per round, per fight. So, and Nganu doesn't wrestle yeah. at all. I see it's being a lot like the Jan Blahovitz-Israel Adesanya fight, where Jan kept his distance, struck when he, when he needed to, but then when he saw an opportunity to take it down to the ground, he's going to. I, I just think Stipe is going to outsmart Nganu, like, I, and to to be fair, I love Francis Ngannou. Like, I think he's a great fighter. I think he's a great ambassador for the sport. He's, he goes back to his home country 
um, or his home. I think he's, is he from Ghana? Um, he's from somewhere in Africa and he goes back there all the time to like advocate for UFC fighters coming out of Africa. I, I just don't see him outsmarting and, and outwitting Steve. He's from Cameroon. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's a good guy. I like Francis Ngannou, but I think he's pro- I think he's too hungry. Yep. For this and, and Steve is going to, going to sit back, fight this fight, how he wants it. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I have him winning. I, but then again, on the contrary, I could see, uh, Nganu knocking out Stipe. That's what I'm saying. That's the only, only way, way. That's the only way he's going to win. If you want to bet on this fight, you either take Stipe or you take Nganu by KO. That's it. Take them both because Stipe's got good enough odds at even or plus 110, depending on what book you get it at. And Nganu by TKO, I'll tell you right now, I have best fight odds pulled up, which, by the way, guys, is a great website if you want to check them out. Bestfightodds.com. Um, Nganu by TKO is plus one hundred five. So, so I mean, you really you wouldn't make any money there. You got to bet one or the other. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So if you think Ngannou's going to win, it's going to be by TKO. Bet that. Don't bet him money. Uh, well, then you bet a money line, I guess. No, not really, because he's the favorite. Yeah, I mean, and and when you think about it, he's the favorite barely. He's minus one twenty five, and him TKO is plus one hundred five. That's pretty much saying. If you bet Nganu, you're going to bet him by TK. Like they're giving that line. Nganu's not going to beat Stipe by decision, though. That's my thing. No. Yeah. That's, and that's what I'm saying. Stipe is going to get knocked out if he's going to lose this fight, uh, which I mean, I could see happening, but the way this fight went the first time around, not sure if Nganu's going to make any adjustments, but six to 14 from takedowns, pretty solid control time. I don't have that on hand. So I'm sorry for that, but I see it being very similar to the way they fought the first time around. Yeah, I'm I'm just gonna go Stepe straight up. Yeah, gonna, that's what I'm gonna lean to. I think he's a smarter fighter. I think he's the better fighter. And again, Ngannou's fun. He's electric to watch. But those, like you said, those type of guys don't win championships. They 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 don't get belts um, because they're they're a little reckless. So what's well, fun? It's fun to watch, and I love those great. fighters. But you don't, like you said, you don't win belts that way. You got to be a little bit smarter than that. Yeah. When you're taking someone's, especially when you're taking a, trying to take a belt from somebody. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, which, so that's going to be the heavyweight championship again, guys, we were supposed to have a co-main event on this for the Bantamweight. No. Featherweight. I cannot think of it off the top of my head. I was going to mix up. It was anyway, it was going to be a championship. I believe it was featherweight actually. Brian Ortega is who it was. So it was going to be Brian Ortega fighting Alexander Volkanovsky. Um, no, that is featherweight. It's featherweight for the featherweight title. Um, somebody on Alexander Volkanovsky's team over the weekend tested positive for COVID. So that got backed out. I would not be surprised if they throw that on the next card, um, which would be bananas. Cause that card would have three title fights. Um, but anyway, so our co-man on this one is still a guy that we like to enjoy watch fighting. Haven't hasn't been that way as of late. It's a welterweight bout versus the former champion, number seven ranked Tyron, the chosen one, Woodley, a Mizzou made wrestler. He's the underdog at plus two hundred five versus number ten uh, versus number ten Vincent, the silent assassin, Luke at minus two sixty five. Um, man, Tyron's lost fifteen rounds in a row. Yeah, it's kind of. It's kind of unfortunate to see a former champion who, I mean, shit, was a champion two years ago. So his uh, his last before he lost those fifteen straight rounds, he choked out Darren Till in a Dars choke in September of twenty eighteen. Yeah, so so about two and a half years ago, Spain was a champion. Now he's a plus two ten underdog against the number tenth ranked fighter in the welterweight division. Kind of crazy to believe uh, he does have a little bit of disadvantage on the reach at an inch and a half. Uh, but the fact that he, I mean, he's a wrestler, so it's hard to, it's hard to say how this fight's going to go. He needs to go back to his roots, try to wrestle, but not be afraid to throw when he needs to, because as of late, Vincente Luque has been that knockout guy. Like he knocked out Nico price. He knocked out Randy Brown. Uh, See, that's my thing. The level of competition, like it is, wildly crazy like, difference 
everyone wants to talk about Tyron Woodley. What are his last three losses? Colby Covington, Gilbert Burns, Kamar Usman, Kamar Usman, the champion, the number one contender, and the number two contender. Like those are his three losses, and he's gone five rounds with all of them. Colby, he got that rib injury, which was, was well, that's another conversation for a different day. Um, but that's my thing: is the level of comp. I'm not gonna bet. On, I'm I'm not picking a winner in this fight. What I do like, I'm gonna lean the over of two and a half at minus one seventy. I think even if Woodley loses, he's not gonna get knocked out. Yeah, I agree. I mean, because I want to say the over would hit even that Colby fight, which it, he got quote unquote knocked out uh, of in that fight. But outside of that, yeah, like the level of competition, Vincente Luca, his best fight uh, that he fought, I mean, any real name that he fought, lost Stephen Thompson, lost Leon Edwards four years ago. Uh, the only person that he fought that's a decent fighter is Nico Price. And even then, Nico Price is just like a wild card dog. Like he just wants to go in there and throw hands. Yeah. Tyron Woodley, I think if he doesn't win this fight and he knows it, is it is the retire time? I think so too. If he loses, it's I'll done. be four in a row. You're 38 years old. Uh, coming up on 30, I turns 39 next month. Now, so with, yeah. With that being said, I'm going to bet the over. I'm going to be rooting for Tyron Woodley. If he knocks him out in the first round, fucking awesome. Love it. Because I think, like you said, if he's going to make one more run at this thing, it all starts here. It all it starts here. It does. It does. So hate going underdog heavy, but if I'm, be- I mean, obviously, I would never bet on a minus two sixty favorite straight up. So I'm going to bet on Tyron Woodley just because of the sheer people who he's fought career on the line three in a row. Do I think he loses four in a row? I don't know, but I would hope not. So I would hope not either. I'm so go with. Travis likes plus two or five Woodley. I like the over of minus one seventy. So you got you get to choose there. Do both. Make a very yeah. I mean, I do love the over. So I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna bet one confidently, bet the over, even though the odds aren't great. They're not terrible, but they're not great. I mean, you could bet both of those and still win. I can see Woodley winning this by decision, getting the getting that control time. Everyone talks about Vicente Luque's wrestling. You guys, you guys can't forget Woodley comes from that Mizzou-made wrestling background, and that produces well, shit. One of them is fighting for Chandler, getting a title fight, getting a title fight. Yeah, so um, we uh, we we produce some winners at the University of Missouri, not to their own horn. Which honestly, if you think about it, not in basketball though. <laughs> no, well, yeah, but if you think about it, Mark uh, Brian Smith, the head coach at, at Mizzou Wrestling, said the other day because like it was Nationals this past weekend, and you know last year I think they got fifth or some shit like that. And he goes, and they're like, was it? What is it? Was it a disappointment to get fifth? And he was like, you talk about any other program at this at the school, volleyball, basketball, football, wrestling, or football baseball if they finished number fifth in the in the in their respective league that'd be a wild success he goes that's just how good we've been and i think mizzou wrestling might be might have produced the some of the best pro athletes out of, out of our alma mater yeah i agree uh it has been crazy especially for ufc uh, yeah. i would like to i'd like to know the amount of ufc fighters uh from college because i want to say that probably a lot of them don't either graduate from college because they go fight fight UFC elsewhere, um, or just go to a big name school. Yeah, I want to say that probably Mizzou has the most active or most successful fighters in the UFC. Could be wrong, could be re- could be bias or recency bias, but Oklahoma I, uh, State. Well, D- Daniel Cormier went to Oklahoma State. I know Oklahoma State's a good wrestling school too, so that could be. Yeah, I can see that. That that so. If you guys have that research on hand or want to do the research, let us know because I'm not going to do it. <laughs> we're not doing it right now. We're drinking and we're talking. Yeah. Third fight of the night, uh, we got a bantamweight fight in which was a little bit more of a letdown considering what Sean O'Malley did last time out. But Sean Sugar Sean O'Malley, 12-1 and one against Thomas Almeida, who I feel like is a little bit of a slap in the face to Sean O'Malley, who's a minus 330 favorite, and Almeida is a plus 260 underdog. Dude, this is 1,000% a... Hey, Sean O'Malley, bounce back so you can so yep. we can put you put you in the rankings again. Like, he, is he dropped out of the rankings? He is unranked in bantamweight. Yeah, a guy that was coming up, supposed to be like the next guy. Get probably honestly would have gotten a title fight had he beat Marlon Vera. I don't know about that. He probably would have done one more. He was ranked twelve. Okay, he was ranked twelve. Yeah, very but, close. But regardless, 
He lost because he hurt himself versus Marlon Vera, ended up getting knocked out. No, Cheeto uh, Vera, remember he ch- fucking chopped his leg down and like tore some ligament in his knee. Yeah, so regardless of the fact, he did lose his last fight, but Almeida has lost four of his last fights, yep. hasn't won a fight since 2016. He's fought once a year since 2016. He's only fought three times since July of 2017. And he's lost every single time. That was my thing. O'Malley, he's the, like you said, he's, what is he, minus 315 or some shit like that? 30. Um, he's the easy pick here. Like I said, it's clearly a bounce back fight. Like, hey, O'Malley, we know you got to be by Cheeto Vera, which is a, is a great fighter. But like you said, Almeida's lost three in a row. I would never touch O'Malley money line here. I would take him by TKO. You got to go by TKO. Plus 150. Yep. Is that what it is? Yep. Yeah, if you're doing if you're doing anything, you got to go O'Malley by TKO because I mean that's how that's how he likes to do things. He's not a slow fighter at all. He's won 12 fights, 8 of them by knockout. So, against a guy who is kind of struggling, who only has think about it. This Almeida guy has four career losses. And four of them have come in his last five fights. Yeah, definitely on the down and out. Again, like you said, this is a slap in the face to Sean O'Malley. But I feel like when you lose, lose the Cheeto Vera, the way that he lost it and got dropped out of the rankings, you have to have like a bounce back fight. And this is it. Like get beat this guy, get back in the rankings, fight one more time. Then maybe we, we can talk about you fighting for the belt. But, um, you know, that, that that's what happens whenever you lose – you know, one of your early fights in your, in your UFC career. So O'Malley by TKO is the pick for us there at plus 150. The last two fights in the main card, I don't really love. I don't really love before, picks. Them. Before we get into it, if Sean O'Malley lose this fight, he's going to request to never be on a steep A Miocic card again. Because the last, his only loss in his career was on Miocic Cormier 3. So just to point that out. Oh my God. No, that is, you might have just found a stat. <laughs> you might have just found a stat. Oh my god! Are you shitting me? I swear it was on that Mio- it was on that Miocic Cormier card in August, August fifteenth of last year. So, Jeez. hopefully that doesn't happen for him. But coincidence could be. <laughs> yeah. No shit. But yeah, so the the other two fights on this card aren't great. Like if if we could have had. Those three title fights and then the Sean O'Malley fight as the fourth fight on this card have been great on this main card. No, the fourth uh, fight would have been Tyron Woodley. Not fourth, but like those four. Uh, and then just yeah. one other small one to start the night out. But I don't know. I don't know these other two fighters or other well, two fights. Yeah, I, I, I don't like any of the – I don't know these other two fighters. I'm not betting any other fights on the main card. Um, I have one more fight on the prelims, uh, a bet that I like. I'll go and rip it off. It's a light heavyweight fight between William Knight and Alonzo Menafield. Uh, I like the under of one and a half at plus 130. These dudes are nine and one and nine and two, respectively. And their combined 18, and of their combined 18 wins, only one of them was by decision. 16 of 18 of their combined wins are by TKO. So I see it being a fast, furious, fun fight that'll end early. Yeah. So if you're in the UFC and you're listening to this, Go to the ESPN app, open up this UFC card, and click on this fight. These two guys are ginormous. They're huge. They're 205. They're all, I mean, not ginormous in terms of like big, but like these, like I would be afraid to <laughs> take a hit from one of these guys, especially this Alonzo Menifield guy looks absolutely jacked in the chest. He's, they're both terrifying human beings. And I looked at the record, I'm like, holy shit. And then I scroll down, look at their stats. And I'm like, holy shit, like these guys don't go to decision. Yeah, that's that's a little bit wild. Um, outside of the main card, I, I do like that pick, by the way. Outside of the main card, a pick I like is on the prelims. Shit. It's Abu Abu Bakar Nurmagomedov. Yeah. He's in the Nurmagomedov family. Uh the dude obviously just wrestles like no other so him to wins minus 230 i know those odds aren't great but he is insane he did like, lose his first and only ever ufc fight by the way really yes he did 
I looked at that too, man. Uh, I, yeah. But so did this Jared. Was that? Oh, that was that was his last fight. It was 2019. I I must be thinking of the other Nurmagomedov family member then. Yeah, because I just looked. I didn't do much like looking into it. I just looked at it and I was like, oh, it's the Nurmagomedov guy. Yeah. What Regardless of the fact, though, what might be good in this fight is the over. I think though. Yeah, because Nurmagomedov is not a knockout guy. I don't know. Never mind. I'm going to stay away from that. Forget I said anything. Don't like that at all. Wrong guy. Yeah. Wrong family member. Wrong descendant. So I'm going to stay away from that. The over is minus, over is minus 185. So not terrible. Don't even like that. Nope. Yeah. Staying far away. Forget I said it. Scratch that one out a little bit. Uh, just me. Honestly, we're only going to watch this for the last three fights. You yeah. might just try to enjoy it and not even bet a whole lot because those those last three fights should be good. Yeah, they should. Say that a lot, but these should be good. Well, this is one of those cards that I feel like, that I feel like we're not hyping up that will probably end up being amazing, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah, it could be. I mean, a lot of, a lot of times we see – honestly, and if you've never checked out one of these uh, big UFC cards or the pay-per-view ones – you got to tune into the early prelims and the prelims because I would venture to say that like 75% of those fights are finishes. Yeah. So check those out because you always get the best fights on the pay-per-view cards where the fighters who are in the up and coming on the prelims, it's their time to show out. Yeah. That's when you get it. So check those out. But those are our best bets. Honestly, like them all. We like Sean O'Malley by TKO. Sure, likes the over in the Woodley fight. I like Woodley, and we both like Stipe. So nothing too crazy off the wall. Not a whole lot of bets. Something to throw some money on if you're going to watch it. Oh no, I like the under in that in that in that undercard oh, fight and the under in that William Knight Alonzo Menafield fight. Yeah. So, so page those are Sweet Sixteen bets. Follow us in the Action Network, as you guys already know. Buy some from the merch store. So coming up next week, guys, baseball's here, which I'm kind of excited about, to be honest with you. Um, baseball's here. We're going to feature somebody from the Belly Up family to come on and talk about baseball, somebody from a, a baseball-specific podcast over there to come talk about that. Then week after that, we got Masters, got a break week after that. And then, man, it just comes UFC. There's a big UFC fight in the end of April. Which, by the way, I'm looking at this card for UFC 261. There's right now three title fights, and they're potentially talking about adding a fourth with that Ortega Volkanovsky fight, which I think would be a record. That would be bananas. That would it's be awesome. Usman Masvidal for the welterweight belt, Shevchenko and Jessica Andrade, which is a fucking dog fight for the women's flyweight title, and then Wiley Zhang and Rose Namahunas for the strawweight title, and also. Anthony Smith is the fourth fight on that on that one. So if you throw in and Chris Weidman's fighting on that too on the prelims, no, right now he's the he's the next fight after Anthony Smith. So if you threw in Ortega and Volkanovski, you'd have fucking Weidman on the prelims. Yeah, or Anthony Smith on the prelims, crazy. But, but still, that's bananas. That is bananas. So we got a lot coming up. Uh, Basketball season's getting rounded out. Now that football's done, we're reaching that season where there's a little bit of a lull, but we're going to try to keep on keeping on for you guys. Like we keep on trucking. We got baseball. We got Masters week after that. We'll take a little break week after that. And then UFC, drafts, hockey playoffs, basketball, yeah. NBA playoffs. Like We'll have plenty of shit for you guys. Yeah, we got a lot. Masters week going to be a big one. We are hot on golf right now. Or I am hot on golf say, right I'm now. Not, so. I am I'm, I might I might try to dabble a little bit, take take a look at some stuff, but uh, we'll keep the content rolling for y'all. Like I said, check out the links in bio for all of our stuff: Team STL merch, Blue Coolers, Kong, Bet with Bavada, do it all. Have a great week weekend, and just enjoy life, y'all. Take it take it easy. Peace.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a world. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 